Chapter 26 of Among the Great Masters of the Drama. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Catherine Phipps. Among the Great Masters of the Drama by Walter Rowlands. John McCullough. His friends are glad to remember him, not merely as the best Roman actor seen this many a day, but the strong and hearty man whose smile brightened even dull London town and the warm grasp of whose hand was that of one whose name was Truth. Clinton Stewart. On a certain Washington's birthday, some 25 years since, the writer saw John McCullough play Coriolanus at the Boston Theatre after the high Roman fashion, as Cleopatra says, and worthily indeed the tragedian placed before us the noble figure of Shakespeare's hero. The excellent review of McCullough's performance, which appeared in the Boston Daily Advertiser at the time, and was, presumably, written by Mr. Henry A. Clapp, well deserves reprinting, and I give it here. In his impersonation of Caius Marcius last night, Mr. McCullough may be said to have met the high expectations which had been formed by all who saw him in Virginius. He looks and moves almost an ideal Roman of the ancient type, with the gait and bearing of one belonging to a race of conquerors. In this tragedy, he conceives his part clearly and plays it with the directness, force and self-consistency of one entirely possessed by his idea. His Caius Marcius has the magnificent and simple dignity of one born to wear the patrician toga. His pride is almost passionate in its intensity. But this trait also is perfectly simple, is free from the least touch of self-distrust or the self-consciousness which is bred of self-distrust. He has the very virtue of modesty and loves no praise but that of his mother. To these qualities, so curiously mixed of good and evil, must be added his stern incorruptibility, his domestic purity, his lofty courage and truth, and his unflinching loyalty to his convictions. And the picture remains entirely incomplete if we omit to name a violence of temper so extreme that under its gusts of passion every other power and faculty of his nature is swayed like a reed in the wind. Mr. McCullough presents all this, and more than all this, with exceptional force, and, as we have said, with rare directness and simplicity. In few words, his assumption seems a creation and not a composition. We may select for special praise his fierce haughtiness and scarcely restrained fury of disgust in his first encounters with the plebeian crowd and the contemptuous irony with which he solicits their voices when he stands for consul. In this last position, Mr. McCullough dwells too much, we think, upon the personal offensiveness of the ill-smelling crowd, though he makes his expressions of repulsion very effective, the overemphasis of one unpleasant idea detracting from the imaginative significance of the situation. For it is the patrician hauteur rather than the patrician nose that is most displeased. In the early interviews with his wife and child, Mr. McCullough showed the fine sweetness and tenderness, which are so often and so beautifully displayed in his strong parts, and in his speech with his mother there was added to these a grave, deep-reaching reverence, through which breathed the peculiar virtue of the ancient republic. 
it would be hard to exceed the cold, contemptuous dignity with which he turned his back upon the people after his banishment. Mr. McCullough's once rather marked weakness for sudden explosiveness of speech seems to have been partially cured, and in the furious temper of Coriolanus, it finds justifiable opportunities, and never, except in one instance, does it wholly fail to beget that temperance which should give it smoothness. In carrying out a single part of such exceptional prominence, Mr. McCullough sometimes compels the critical observer to the thought that the artist has not such variety and imaginativeness of method as wholly to save him from the charge of sameness, but the test furnished by the character is a most severe one, and it is much to have presented the character of Caius Marcius Coriolanus with a sustained dignity, vitality, force, and artistic propriety which give it at once a place among one's best and most vivid experiences of the stage. End of chapter 26